So, folks, in this SFN Volume 1 Anthology, we have an author who is a USA Today bestseller. He's known for being on the Writers on the Moon project, so he literally has a story on the moon because of a lunar time capsule. That's that's a, that's a brag that a lot of people are not going to ever be able to take part of. So, not jealous, not jealous. No more power to you. <laughs> but um, he's best known for the Webley and the World Machine and the Hall of Doors series. He has been a featured storyteller on the SFN website. And he's known for being the bowtie author. So that being said, we have none other than author Zachary Tomtiski. Damn it. Dang it. It happens every single time. Totinsky. Not just with you, though. Pretty, with, literally pretty much anything. Oh, man. <laughs> hey, Zach. How's it going, man? <laughs> well, I feel like crap because I always butcher my, my guy's name. Even even like during the lead interview, I was like, okay, so I'm going to get it right. I'm going to make a, per, an, a personal note to get your name correct. For, for what it's worth, man. Um, I'm kind of notorious. I, I I had to tell uh, Catherine this, but I was like, "Yeah, um, don't don't take it personal." Everyone on the podcast knows by this point. If Raphael's gonna find a way to screw up someone's name, he's gonna do it. So yeah. <laughs> but yeah, man. Uh, uh, that that being said, uh, thanks for being on the show with us, and we're really excited to talk about your book. You gave us a really, really, really uh good story called uh. The Stranger and the Mask of Plagues. So, uh, why don't you give us a premise of that? So that um, that book is essentially kind of, or story rather, is sort of a, a, a small novella that's actually in the universe of the Hall of Doors series. Webley and the World Machine being the first one in that series. Right. Um, so you uh, you come across a character that nobody's ever met before. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> If you're a fan of the Hollandor series in particular, and you've read any of them, you're gonna you're gonna see there's a lot of Easter eggs and kind of like little nuances and hidden things that you might pick up in this story. Okay. And this story actually, while it's a standalone, it is it it is in the timeline and the lore of the worlds that I that is in this current series. So it does have relevance if you're a fan of the series or if you like this story, if you want to hop on the series and kind of check it out. So, but you follow my character as they're going through a very interesting sort of uprising on their home planet of Terravale, and you were going right along for that ride. Okay, okay. And and, and speaking of on that, like, uh, I, I did catch the vibe that, oh, no, this is, takes a place, uh, this is like a spinoff uh, of, of sorts, like in a, in a grander universe, and even though I could tell it's like, oh, okay, well, this is kind of just kind of a nudge of getting people in the door for this series and maybe having some Easter eggs for everyone else. I never, I never did feel like confused about what's going on or like, Hey, uh, uh Oh, who's this character? What's going on here? I, I was just really, really taken by the, the, the story that you told in here and everything. So that being said, if anyone reads this story, they're like, uh, I need more of this. I, where can I find it? Oh, great! All right, great. This is a this is just a novella source, and there's actually a whole uh, a, a larger premise of this, like uh, everywhere else. So, so th that's really good to know. Um, 
so uh it this story in particular it starts off with quite the bang like literally actually <laughs> like oh, i was like oh. the first couple of uh, the first couple of sentences i was like oh crap wait a minute i wasn't ready for this <laughs> like let, let me get myself adjusted <laughs> like oh okay oh oh okay so we're ready to go um but so um is is pretty much the pacing of this what readers can expect in the main storyline that this series takes place in Yes, um, I I really like to just go right into the stories and really just just bang it out because I feel that when you're reading books and so on, you you, you kind of, in my opinion, you know, with me anyway, so mm-hmm. it's like watching movies, playing video games, whatever you're into, you're you're in that for the satisfaction of the ride and what's going, and, yeah. and what you're there for, right? And so I sometimes I lose patience with things that are slow start, slow to burn. That being said, the first book in the series is a little bit of a slower start because you have to kind of introduce yeah yeah, yeah. it's the introduction you gotta introduce the world and all the characters and everything yeah. which is kind of expected but, but once we're once, once, once you're there <laughs> yeah um so that's so definitely the, my stories all generally tend to start with a bang so to speak and i wanted that one especially because i had such because we were trying to do it with a certain, certain kind of words that count size and size restrictions for sure. the entirety of the piece, right. uh, you know, the, 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 the entire collection. Yeah. So I really wanted every word to count. No, okay, yeah. And and they most definitely did. Um, so the short story's protagonist, uh, her name's Cap, she comes across as a pretty tough-as-nails individual for everyone around her. But one of the things I, I really liked was the... Even though she has, she presents that persona. When you actually dabble into her mindset, um, she, there's a lot of like second guessing, more or less, or, or 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 not, and not like a lack of confidence. But there's a lot of times where it seems like she really has to like psych herself up or tell her that she can do this. So, um, why not present a character who? would never second guess herself instead of this one who actually does have some doubts from time to time. Well, it's because I'm a, I write my characters to be, I say to be you know, humans, to be real people, so to speak. And I think that in my mind, writing a character that's just like that, that's just going to do it, go all out, things like that. I don't, I find, I find that disingenuous. Yeah. It, because, I, I don't I don't I don't feel um, that any person, regardless of how good your mindset is or your your abilities, without a little bit of self doubt, kind of keeping yourself in check, you're just gonna you're just gonna fail. Yeah, you might be the best in your field, but practice has got you there. Constant strive for improvement got you there. And if you just have somebody that even if they're like this action packed kind of you know running around, you think of like Bruce Lee or Chuck Norris from martial arts movies and so on. Every once in a while, they get hit too. Yeah. So you know what I mean? If you just had everybody going around just like one punching every single bad guy could get it's awesome for a second and gets boring. So I try to have them have that kind of human aspect. And yeah. there are people that a little bit of that self doubt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was kinda even thinking about like uh uh the old like Arnold Schwarzenegger movies, like where he gets his mini gun and he just pretty much goes ham all through and and you never like second guess or down like okay well he he's fine and everything and 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 then and in that context i mean yeah you're going there for the the action and explosion stuff like that but but when it comes to uh 
even like action novels or action stories or or, or just any any sort any sort of uh, adventure where you're going to be taking the ride from that character's perspective um it, it, it's good to know that or it's good to be able to relate to them in a lot of senses because i i think going back to what you're saying if someone is always just like oh well we're gonna do this and we're gonna do that and blase 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 with with it, it it's all gonna be fine there's no issues going to work it out it, it does get a little stale and 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 you might be rooting for them but that emotional investment that uh because like you really can't relate to them in a lot of senses that 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 uh uh, uh, being able to uh, uh, kind of put yourselves in their shoes is, is quite as accessible for, for those people who can oftentimes be seen as larger than life. So, um, yeah, and they get predictable. And you're just like, yeah. Okay, I get it. They're going to they're gonna run in there, save the day, blah, blah, blah. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> about the Arnold Schwarzenegger one, too, because yeah. there's a great Schwarzenegger movie Yes. And what happened? He ended up coming from the movie world where he was perfect to the real world and he couldn't shoot. He gets hit by a car and like feels pain. Yes. He's awkward. Perfect example. He was dropped in reality. And that's, you know, I think that that's funny that you bring that up because that's kind of just that exact thing of it's somebody that you can relate to and you realize that it's it's not that perfect thing. I even actually have a character in the series named Zipsalon. And she is very much that character because you find out through the learning about her throughout a couple of books why she is that way and has the ability to be that way but i had to knock her down a peg yeah the current work that's coming out in a month in a couple months um takes place in a watery type world and she is effectively useless because she's never seen water before and is terrified so she's been that like she everybody knows she's going to save the day throughout a couple books and now she's in this book in this world with these characters and she's useless because she doesn't know how to swim she doesn't know water she's wow before and she's terrified and so, again, kind of like real people, so to speak. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. And then this story, um, it includes a nemesis that um, has a strong resemblance to some old school plague doctors of old. Which, like I said, uh, uh, like in my questionnaire, I was like, okay, is it me or are they kind of creepy? Because I always I like seeing those old school, like you know, the like the, with the beaks and everything. Uh, I, I don't know what the actual term are. They called play doctors? Is that what they're ever they called? Uh, play yeah, yeah. The funny thing is, this story takes place between the third and fourth books in my series. Okay. The third book in my series, which is Arya in the Burning City, but then transitions into Ypsilon and the Plague Doctor. Oh. So that's what I was saying. When you do, there is an in there is an entanglement. Between the storylines and, and the chronological order of these ones. So the plague doctor is definitely something that does is intentional. Okay. And does appear later on. So oh. yes, they're they're there like that specifically for a reason. Oh okay okay. So so what was the inspiration? It's not a plague doctor that you would think that they. Yeah, and that's the other thing, and and I have a question about that after interview because the the question <laughs> is a bit of a spoiler. So, <laughs> but but yeah um. We'll get into that later, <laughs> but 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 so what was the uh, inspiration in bringing such a figure and in, in, into like this universe? 
to be honest, I, I really like that character and kind of what they stand for and stood for. Mm-hmm. You know, it's really kind of, you know, they, they have that look and this very, like, menacing and foreboding aura around them. Right. But with traditional plague doctors back then, you know, they they actually weren't there to bring the plague. They were there to <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. Well, I wanted to put the twist back on that in twofold. One, to make them where they are bringing the plague. And then two, it's, again, you, you might know this because of you picking up about some of that and put in the books, you learn a little bit more about it as well, but it's not a plague in the sense that you would think that it is. Right. So I, I kind of twisted those a little bit, but I've always kind of liked that imagery. And my first, the first bout of books that I, I wrote, especially Webley's War Machine, is very steampunk-esque. And that, that aesthetic of a plague doctor and even the general war around them is, is embedded in certain points of parts of steampunk. Yeah. So it also kind of naturally worked its way in. Okay, very cool, very cool. So, uh, what other projects do you have uh, coming on in the meantime? I imagine you have some uh, projects and some novels like based in this universe that uh, are on the horizon? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, I'm writing um, Kid in the Bloody Red right now, which is book six, five in this series. Had to think about it, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Like, wait a minute, how many do I have? Yeah. <laughs> There we go. Book six in this series. Okay. Um, so I'm working on that one right now. I have uh, a couple of signings coming up here in the next couple of months. Um, yeah, that's that's essentially it. Just working on writing and creating some new things. I'm secretly on the side working on some different types of books and genres that I haven't dipped into before. Mm. But that's mostly for my growth. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. Okay, Zach, and so uh, what's the best way for uh, readers to get in touch with you on the web? Um, you can go to ZachShop.com. That's my website. Um, you can go to social media. You can find me as the Bowtie Author. Um, or search Zachary Chopchinsky on, uh, on the internet. You can find all my stuff. That's the easiest way. Just look me up and you'll find me. I'm on all platforms. You can get my books on all major retailers. Okay, sounds good. But in the meantime, uh, definitely be sure to check out his story, The Strangers and the Mask of Plagues, and uh, the anthology for the storiesforders.com. Oh, wow, storiesforders.com. No, that's not what it's called. <laughs> be sure to check it out. Well, you know what? Maybe that could be a fun little play on words later on. But oh, yeah. <laughs> Wait, storiesforders.com? Who needs a, who needs a book like that? <laughs> But no, uh, definitely oh, be sure. I, you know, you know, everyone makes a title. Hey, everyone has to be keep it unique and be uh, keep it different and stuff. <laughs> but yeah, once again, uh, Zach, thanks again for being on the show, and thanks again for offering such a fun, exciting story in there. And again, everyone, be sure to check out uh, the Stranger and the Mask of Plagues and the Stories for Nerds Sci-Fi and Fantasy Anthology Volume One. Thank you much. Thank you very much for having me. Thanks for the interview. Thanks for having me part of your project. And just thank you all around. And I'm looking forward to it. Awesome.